Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These are two great organizations that you as an athletic director should really be a part of. So check out We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Now let's have a quick word from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Tables and Video Boards. You've heard me say before, we've got a Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. Uh, we use it for games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. Uh, for schools that uh, want to improve their game day performance, highlight student-athletes, excite the crowd, and increase their budget through sponsorship, you really need to check out Sideline Interactive. They offer buy now, pay later, free financing. You can spread out the payments over two years. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their products today. We also want to thank our friends at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms. Snap Connect is their multilingual family engagement platform. Snap Manage will help you design an entire website for your school. Snap Store allows you to order custom spirit gear. And of course, Snap raises their fundraising platform. Bottom line, it works. Uh, our coaches have used it and it's just fantastic. And they even have an uh, option where you can receive your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. Does anybody else offer that? I don't think so. Go to snapraise.com, check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to our friends at Vital Signs Wall of Fame. They're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their touchscreen interactive video consoles and their templates, uh, which are allow you to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's team record boards uh, for all the sports, for all the events, or your school's Hall of Fame, you're going to find it at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing. Hometown has recently acquired Ticket Spicket, and together they're going to provide an even stronger and more comprehensive digital ticketing and event management software solution. For now, go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, scan your attendees, collect the revenue, and every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that provides hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, your school plays and concerts, even graduation. You'll find it all at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. When I was a football coach, I used Huddle for years. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school and our coaches just love the smart cameras, the uh, connectivity, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Go to huddle.com and you're going to find the tools to help your teams, your coaches and your athletes play at the highest level. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. 
Go to huddle.com and join the 6 million users. Find out how to turn your school into a huddle school. We want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how ADs and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. If you're not marketing and branding your teams, your athletes, and your coaches, you're really missing out. And Gipper can show you how to do that. It's so easy, even I can do it. You don't need any design experience or any special device. Go to gipper.com, start creating custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. But Final Forms is so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders. They can help your coaches. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help you with things like eligibility, uh, rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, if you want to find out more about how Final Forms can help you, go to finalforms.com slash jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data. It allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors typically only hear from that 2%, whether it's kids or parents, that you know, have an ax to grind. Uh, and sometimes they're legitimate and you can address them as an AD, but athletic surveys allows you to hear from the 98% that really love your program. And it gives you a valuable tool to share with board members, your principal, or even that squeaky wheel parent or kid that wants to gripe about something. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to find out more. At my schools, we use surveys for everything, and you should too. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD. It's a back-to-college episode. You know, very frequently, we visit with people who work primarily at the college level. And I'm excited today to have Jen Gellick with us. Uh, Jen is an assistant professor of sport management at the University of Tampa. She's also the founder of a really cool program called Inward Athlete. And uh, obviously she's going to share that with us. But uh, Jen Gallick, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Yes, thank you so much, Jake. I'm really excited to be here today. Well, I, again, for our listeners, uh, we're, we primarily focus on high school athletic directors and coaches, but uh, Jen, I think, really has a, a neat, neat perspective on our athletic world and the programs that she provides, I think, uh, are an important message. So let's go and jump right in. Jen, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So Give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up, uh, sports. Uh, maybe take us up through your college years. Then we'll take a quick break and hear about your career. So what's the Jen Gellick story? Great. So I grew up in Western Massachusetts. Always tell people closer to Albany, New York than Boston, so we don't come with Boston accents. And I grew up in kind of, I would call it a traditional middle class family and grew up playing sports my whole life. I mean, my parents, that was their biggest encouragement. I grew up, I played everything, soccer, 
basketball, softball. I danced competitively for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And when I got to high school, I became a three-sport athlete. I played volleyball, basketball, and softball. And I ended up graduating most outstanding female athlete of my graduating class. However, I got that award because I was the quintessential team player. I was good at all of them, not great at one, and was getting recruited to play a few Division three programs up in the Northeast, but decided, you know, I'm ready for something else. And me and my mom sat down and Googled good sport management programs around the country, and I ended up here at the University of Tampa, which I'll talk about in a second because my life has literally come full circle. So I'm currently an assistant professor right now at my alma mater, which is very surreal to me. And when I ended up here at 18 years old, I my sport experience kind of came forward in the sense and where Inward Athlete has been birthed from, honestly, I had no idea how to make friends without playing sports uh I was what do people do sat in my dorm room freshman year I have no idea how to make friends so I did what felt natural and I walked myself over to the athletic department and said is there anything I can do because I really had missed being a part of a team and being around athletics so I joined the sports information department uh and worked with Tom Colby, who's still here at the University of Tampa in the athletic department, keeping stats. And he introduced me to the women's basketball coach, Tom Jesse, who's still here. And I worked with Tom Jesse for three years um, as an undergrad student and got to be a student assistant and manager and uh, travel with the team, learn how to break down film. And I said it was the best job on campus because I got to build that friend group, uh, room with all the players and have that friend, but I didn't have to work out with them (laughs) unless I was on the scout team. Uh, So it was really a great experience. And from there, my, my coaching experience is actually backwards from a lot of people. So I started out at the college level. I started out as an assistant full-time coach at St. Leo University when I graduated undergrad. Mm-hmm. Based on my experiences of having that undergrad breaking out film, knowing how to do scout reports, um, and being, um, I feel, feel like, a very loyal uh, student assistant because Tom Jesse's wife is the one who hired me to talk about networking at, up the road at St. Leo. Uh, and I was, t- after two years, I got my MBA in sport business and, um, Nikki, Jesse, she had stepped down from her role as coach, head coach. And I got to reevaluate the person they were bringing in as the new hire said, I will keep you around, um, as the next assistant, I would love to keep you. Uh, then I reevaluated things and I just really loved speaking with the girls off the court figuring out what they wanted to do with their lives, um, what was their next steps, playing at Division II, then most of them were not going to play at the next level. So I'm looking back, I've been really good at making life pivots to become more in aligned with what my passions were. I've pivoted a lot, we'll find out here. So took a leap of faith, figured out at Division I athletics, they have people doing what I was saying. I was like, this is what I love right. to do, to help athletes move through their degree path, rem- um, monitor their academic eligibility and so that's what I did I uh, actually with a master's degree in hand applied all over the country to like pretty much part-time associate roles to get my foot in the door in college athletics and I ended up at Central Michigan University 
fire up chips, anyone who's out there listening. And I uh, had no idea about anything about Michigan, didn't know anyone in Michigan. And I think they kind of thought I was crazy a little bit because they hired me as a part-time role, but I like stuck around, you know, I'm sure HR wouldn't have enjoyed this, but I was there like probably more than 40 hours a week, just learning about what that life was like to work at that level of athletics and to serve athletes in that way. Uh, but after two years, I reevaluated things again. And uh, for a few reasons, I kind of felt a little bit of a misalignment with what was some of the things I was seeing at the college level of serving athletes, of keeping them eligible and priority on sport rather than academics. As someone who highly values education, I was like, I really like the education side of things more and valuing that. And I also was really interested in why some of my track and field athletes had no idea what they wanted to do when they were done um, as being college athletes. And my knowledge of track and field is limited, but I was like, if you're not running at Oregon or Texas, I'm not sure you're going to be like running at the next level um, based on timestamps and everything. So reevaluate everything again and just really stars aligned. I wasn't ready to go back and get my PhD. I was just starting to inquire about it. And I kind of connected with my now mentor who um, was my dissertation, dissertation chair, Dr. Brendan Dwyer at Virginia Commonwealth University, who had a PhD program in sport leadership. Um, and went back to start thinking about some of these questions, athletic identity, leadership and athletes and ended up going full-time into my PhD there from 2009 or 16 to 2019 and graduated and then became a full-time assistant professor. And along the way, when I was at Michigan and Richmond and my first job at University of North Alabama, I say my coaching career kind of went backwards, but I started at the college level. When I was in Michigan, I coached, I helped coach at AAU and a high school level of girls basketball um, and then I helped coach fifth grade girls when I was in <laughs> fifth grade girls basketball when I was in Alabama and then like nine-year-old boys soccer. <laughs> so I um, have kind of done it all and it brings me back here to the University of Tampa where I'm now an assistant professor of sport management, taking another life pivot and about to transition full-time into inward athlete and some of these entrepreneurial pursuits that have been in my heart for a very long time. Wow. Okay. That, <laughs> yeah. that was a great um, roadmap of the experiences that you've gleaned uh, that have led you to this point. And uh, I want to go all the way back to, you know, when you were an undergraduate, you know, you weren't involved in sports, but you loved at the college level, but you loved the sport experience and you went down, you made that decision and inquired, you know, Hey, there's anything I can do and getting involved in all of those different activities, you know, working with the teams, you mentioned breaking down film, the travel, I'm sure there was setting up for events and things like that. Those are hugely important experiences, not just for the, uh, the hands-on, but, you know, making connections and working with people and, and building your resume. Um, you know, a hundred years ago when I was an undergraduate student, um, you know, I, I was playing football and um, yeah, I was on the track team, but I was a PE major. They didn't have sport management back then. Uh, but I did that same thing. I was involved with the college intramural program and, you know, uh, home event management and things like that. And, 
25 years later, when I became an AD, you know, those experiences really paid off. And so I, the takeaway for me and hopefully for the listeners is get involved, step out, you know, do things, volunteer. Um, they're going to uh, pay dividends far beyond what you're getting initially, which, you know, again, Jen, for your case, you were just trying to make some friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell athlete or my students, athletes and clients today who I work with that every time I had a little inkling that I might be interested in this, I've always said yes. And it just helped clarify my path forward. Did I not like this? What did I like about this? Um, and no matter what, it really just always helped me, whether a good experience or bad experience. I always met someone or always acquired a new skill that just helped help clarify things of where I was headed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, great, great stuff. Um, for our listeners, uh, we're visiting today with Jen Gellick, uh, Dr. Jen Gellick. Uh, she's an assistant professor of sport management at the University of Tampa, also the founder of Inward Athlete, which we're going to hear about a little bit later. Uh, we're going to take our first break. Uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Come on, Jay. Hey, we want to thank our good friends at Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Tables and Video Boards. You've heard me mention that we've got a Sideline Interactive score table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. Uh, we use it for home games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, and you can schedule a live web demonstration of their tables and boards and see them in action. That's sidelineinteractive.com. They not only generate income for your department, but they create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com, that's snapraise.com, and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Snap Connect is their multilingual family engagement platform. Snap Manage will help you design an entire website for your school. Snap Store, you can order custom spirit gear for everybody in your program. And Snap raises their fundraising platform. We've used it with great success. It flat out works, and it'll work for you too. They even have a program where you can receive your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. Does anyone else offer that? I don't think so. Go to snapraise.com, check out their entire platform and their fundraiser. That's snapraise.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Dr. Jen Gellick, uh, currently at the University of Tampa. Um, Jen, we always uh, like to have our guest share some of the mentors that they've had, you know, none of us get to where we're at on our own. Uh, the expression that I always use is I still hear those voices in my head of my mentors. Uh, do you have any voices that you hear? Yes. Uh, the first mentor I'd like to bring up is uh, someone who I, you know, you always think about people and they don't even know you're thinking about them. And he was my fifth grade basketball coach back in the day. His name was Jim Carrington, back where I grew up in Westfield, Massachusetts. And he was one of the first coaches that like saw me. I think that's really important in youth sports and empowered me 
Uh, I became a very good shooter. It's actually one of the only skills that I acquired. It's not a dribbler, <laughs> not a good passer, um, but I became a very good shooter. And at fifth grade, he really saw that potential in me. And I remember he sent me an email in fifth grade. That's when we had like AOL dial up too. Just like really acknowledging the hard work I had put in, how much he saw that I was going to progress uh, throughout my middle school career when I got to high school. And I think that really pushed me to become the shooter that I became um, and the one the go to like in high school when you needed the game winning three, them drawing up plays. And I really attribute that to him and youth sports. And I do see somewhere down the line, inward athlete having um, some youth sport um resources because of such a crucial age of building confidence and empowerment uh during during that time of uh youth athletes lives the second mentor i would like to mention is actually my sister my sister is three and a half years older than me and we are actually completely different she has been called quote unquote the real doctor of our family she is a family physician and she is all left-brained, logical, not many emotions, and can just get things done. And I always followed in her footpath. Um, I am the complete opposite. I am a highly sensitive and emotional, creative, innovative person. But without her guidance, I'm not sure I would have pushed myself as far as I have. Uh, but we'll come to why that also was a, maybe a negative in a little bit as well. Uh, but she really paved the way for me. During my doctorate, I had three amazing mentors, Dr. Brendan Dwyer, Carrie LaCrum, and Greg Greenhall. And I think once I got to my PhD, they were people who really just saw my potential. I battled imposter syndrome my whole 20s. And these, I think when someone mirrors back to you the potential and inevitable success that you can have as an individual all three of them were able to like I didn't think I could write a dissertation I might I got my undergrad also in physical education I didn't end up graduating sport management so when you said that it kind of was like I, I was a PE major as well and then I got and got my MBA in sport business I had no idea how to write a dissertation it was all practical kind of case study stuff and they really just kind of supported me wholeheartedly throughout that whole journey and ex exposed me to experience. I had no idea that I was even interested. And the last mentor I wanted to mention is a beautiful human who I've worked with over the last year of my life to build inward athlete. And his name is Aaron Rose. He is a transformational mentor and coach who has a program called God is my boss. And I entered his program and sought his mentorship one-on-one -on -one because I was like, I want to build inward athlete from what I call a conscious, sustainable, and resourceful place. I don't want to just build a business. I want to build a business and know that it has a really deep foundation of my values. And uh, he has been a human who has helped me unblock fears unblock limiting beliefs and really just getting me clear on who I am and how I want to build a conscious building a business moving forward and I, I just can't thank him enough as well who has also saw this creative and innovative part of myself that has just allowed me to really lean into that more uh, it's been hard for me to accept that about myself most of my 20s well, again, I just always love to to hear the stories, you know, how people have impacted, you know, each of our lives. And it's great that you're still in touch with, you know, so many of them. Um, again, very cool stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about Inward Athlete. Again, you've been part of the faculty at University of Tampa. 
Uh, but now you're getting ready and you, you've founded Inward Athlete, but now it sounds like you're getting ready to jump in, you know, full time with that. Tell our listeners a little bit about Inward Athlete, you know, maybe the idea behind it, uh, and then we'll take another break, but then we're going to take a deeper dive into all the things that it provides. So uh, what's the Inward Athlete story? Yeah, so Inward Athlete started, I would say, back when I was at the University of Tampa, when I was talking about my story about sitting in my freshman year dorm and not knowing how to make friends. I've realized, and I didn't realize this at the time, but in retrospect, what was happening is I was very highly identified with my athlete role, wanting to be an athlete and making friends in my athlete role and deeming my success through my sport experiences. And part of Inward Athlete has been birthed from that sense of, I wish someone at as I was exiting um, being a competitive athlete, how it helped me re-identify who I was um, and start to expose me to different passions or values that I didn't even know existed outside my athlete role. And so out throughout my whole 20s, I because I didn't go through that process. Now I've always been a personal development guru and seeker, always going to leadership stuff but it never really clicked for me. I always still operated from someone tell me who I am. As a high achiever, I want to be the best and I want to do it all. And I um, ended up operating from that place for so long, all of my 20s, I'm 33 now. I ended up burning out my nervous system, going doing working in college athletics to another college athletics role, which is just 24 seven work culture, like I said, I was pushing more 40 hours a week as a part-time role. That was all my own choice, but I just thought that's how you operate in the world. You grind it out, you hustle, and you get it done. And then I did the same thing in grad school, um, finished my PhD in three years, which was a lot of classes and dissertation and writing and publishing. And by the time I got to the University of North Alabama, which is my first job out of my doctorate, that was the year of going into 2020. And as we all know, a lot of things happened in 2020, namely our whole world kind of shut down. And when our world shut down, my body didn't know how to relax and shut down with it. And I don't think I'm alone in like having a lot of physiological reactions to all what was happening in the world during the pandemic. And during that summer, I had a few panic attacks that came out of nowhere. Um, and I like to think I was like, because of a high perfectionist personality and achievement, I was operating from like a chronic stress period my whole life. And it, then it just manifested itself. Like I cannot hold this anymore. Um, I can't go, go, go at this pace that I'm going at. So I attribute a lot of that to operating from a very athlete, athletic mindset. And I wish someone had taught me how to separate the two. You don't always have to operate from that when you're not on the field or you're not in the playing field. And when you transition into life after sport, there's a new way we can do things. Um, and that's what I love to help athletes with to understand. First of all, who is like this truest version of myself? The mission of Inward Athlete is to assist former athletes shift into alignment with their authentic selves and empower them to step into worthy expansion in all areas of their life after sport. So to unpack that a little bit, I really help athletes, let's identify who you are, your values uh, underneath any labels, 
Um, and then from that place, build some confidence and to act from that place so that you can take what I call aligned action to live um, a life that is more integrated and balanced than maybe you are operating as an athlete because we're all different and it looks different for everyone uh, as well. So just because I personally need a lot more rest now than I did in the past and I honor that, someone could still go, go, go like their athlete self. And we really try to unpack that and, and help athletes honor that part of themselves. Very cool. And, and again, I've, I've done a little bit of, uh, you know, looking and browsing, uh, you know, uh, about the program. Excited to take a little bit deeper dive when we come back. Uh, once again, for our listeners, our guest today is Dr. Jen Gellick, um, assistant professor at the University of Tampa, founder of Inward Athlete. We're going to hear a lot more about that when we come back. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support of the podcast. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all the teams, for all the events, or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles and their variety of templates that are going to help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and let their professionals uh, set you up with all the services that they can provide. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. You're going to find out how to set up and sell your tickets online. They will also show you how to scan the attendees that come to the games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, your school plays and concerts, even graduation. You'll find it all at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Dr. Jen Gellick, the founder of Inward Athlete. Jen, uh, once again, uh, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about the program, but I, I want you to talk to that, uh, you know, cynical athletic director that's, you know, sitting there, whether it's in Florida or Nebraska or wherever. Why should they care about this? And and listeners, you should care. Uh, maybe talk about some of the different uh, things that would happen when you're working with an athlete or a team or even an athletic director with the inward athlete program. Yeah. So let me put on my research hat for a second. I have all these different hats now. Uh, you know, as looking at the research and there's still very minimal research out there right now compared to we're hearing a lot of personal stories in the news of athletes disclosing their mental health struggles and um, moving through their transitions and needing support. Uh, we see it in the news every day. Um, and athletes specifically, again, are operating from this high self achievement, success, measuring themselves against a scoreboard, measuring themselves against a stat sheet for so many years of their lives. And when they transition into life after sport, 
we call it identity foreclosure, meaning we built an identity so high with something outside of ourselves and we haven't explored all these other parts that we might be interested in um, or even know ourselves uh, on a level of more than being just an athlete. And when athletes do that, we have seen that, yes, they will have some sort of, they'll all go through the transition period. And if athletes have that high identity foreclosure, will struggle with um, some mental health, anxiety, and depression. And I truly think that with more research, they actually also will struggle with some physiological responses of having to transition to a new lifestyle of adapting to a new training and lifestyle program, eating differently, um, who their community is, which was my big thing. Like, how do you identify a community outside your team? So those are why um, athletic directors should really care is because it really does come down to an individual's overall, what I call holistic health, mind, body, and spirit that, if we don't have that support system moving through, we could unfortunately, you know, at the end of the day, lose some athletes. And we are seeing ourselves lose a lot of people in their younger um, teens right now to um, mental health struggles. And we, we want to support them as best we can. And going through a life transition is not easy. And uh, going through your athletic identity transition is specifically an even more specific transition that I think needs more support um, out there. You know, uh, you and I were talking during the break and you hear about athlete transition so much uh, from professional uh, athletes, you know, whether it's, you know, the NFL or the WNBA, you know, people's athletic careers end at the professional level and they're back uh, or they're maybe for the first time entering the the real world. Mm -hmm. uh, there's far more high school um, student athletes whose athletic experience ends that competitive high school experience ends. And so obviously, you know, there are people that can benefit from the services you provide. Um, can you, you know, laser in uh, and, and share a little bit about, you know, maybe some of the things that, you know, you currently do with student athletes um, uh, that would resonate with uh, what our listeners out there? Yes. So the first thing is, so actually this is the first year of my business, right? So I'm still in kind of this creator, flexible adaptability mode but I do have a few services that I think would be beneficial to the listeners. The first one is I love to be in person doing hands-on work with athletes. Like that is my number one as a teacher, right? As a professor, I love to be in front of someone doing experiential learning. And there's a lot of experiential learning that happens when, you know, uh, I call them like leadership activation, activation sessions. Um, I've currently worked with college athletes um, coming and helping them go through what I call this inward athlete roadmap. So that can be in person, um, can work with me, bring me in as a consultant, or right now I am building um, a self-study program that walks athletes through these kind of six, what we call the modules, phases. Um, I just kind of want to talk about those a little bit. So uh, the first one would be like honoring your athletic career. Um, because I think we do the end of the year team banquet very good. We give out the trophies or the awards, but very specifically, athletes don't go through that deep emotional process to process their their grief and their gratitude for their athletic experience in a deep way. So I walk athletes through that. 
how to identify their true self is kind of the second phase. Like, what are we underneath any labels? What are our values? What are our priorities? Um, then from there, we develop like your own personal mission statement to live by because that why or that intention by what you do every day helps really get in underneath that label of something that you're attached to, like a identity of being an athlete then help athletes really claim those characteristics. And this is really important, the transferable skills that athletes build, like the time management, the leadership, the um, all the different type of roles, being the vocal leader, the someone that was that had the interpersonal skills, like how do you how do you communicate those in your next phase of life, like on a resume or a cover letter or a future employer? Uh, and then bringing awareness to all the different lifestyle shifts you're about to go through before you go through them is what I would love to help athletes with. Um, in terms of, we talked about it, like you're going to be eating differently, training differently. Uh, you're going to have new friends. And then lastly, like, how do you take an aligned action from all of this awareness, this new awareness that you have? So it's a deeply transformational program. Right now I'm building it so an athlete can take it via self-study. Um, which should come out in April, but also I'm going to be welcoming in kind of this first cohort of athletes to come with me through personal coaching where it's going to be live for six weeks and we'll meet once a week for six weeks beginning in April through May to catch those spring athletes who are graduating um, and there will be more information on that to come. And then lastly, I do one-on-one -on -one mentorship or leadership activation sessions working with someone on an individual level. Um, and my ideal person for that is that high, it can be an athlete or non-athlete, maybe even an athletic director out there who's like resonating with what I'm saying. Um, and they're like, I would really like to identify who I am a little bit more in my mission, what I'm here to do. Um, maybe I'm here to transform what athletics is looking right, right now and doing it in a different way and honoring that. And I help support and guide people through that process uh, of how to bring that new vision or project that they're trying to birth into the world to life uh so those are different ways to kind of work with me right now to get um i guess to get in touch with me i have a website called yep. www.inwardathlete.com and on that it has information about that inward athlete roadmap like that six phases journey i just talked about also how to get in contact with me to like work with me one-on-one -on -one. and i'm just building something for like an inquiry if you wanted to bring me in to work with your team specifically uh how to do that as well obviously this semester I have limited that I'm trying to build my calendar now so if anyone's listening to this and you are interested in I don't know when this this will come out um but I would love to find out more about your program um how to work together um and my schedule will open up a little bit more that's why I'm kind of transitioning out of academia so I can really serve in this new way <laughs> No, it, that's uh, great. I'm glad you gave out the contact information. We'll do that again at the end of the podcast. And uh, Dr. Gillick is also uh, on LinkedIn um, if you want to try to connect that way. That's how yeah. we connect it. So uh, uh, very, very cool stuff. And again, listeners, I, I really encourage you to reach out. You know, this is something that, you know, every single one of us, you know, we have student athletes that are graduating from our high schools every single year. And they had a great experience but that's also going to be the end of their competitive, you know, sport experience. So again, sounds like a great, great uh, program, even if it's just a, a one-time meeting uh, to uh, help our student athletes before they uh, leave our care. Um, again, our guess today is Dr. Jen Gellick, uh, Inward Athlete is her program. 
Uh, we're going to take another break, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Um, you can join the over 200,000 teams across 40 different sports that use Huddle to help their athletes, their coaches, and their teams perform better. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's got the tools to help your teams, coaches, and athletes perform at the highest level. And if you go to Huddle.com, you're going to find a professional-grade solution for the challenges that we all face. At Huddle, we believe in sports, and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how your school can become a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Branding and marketing is where it's at, and Gipper can show you how to do it. It's so easy, even I can do it. Use our podcast code, ADPOD10, and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, Dr. Gellick, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You know, you're a high school athlete. You've worked uh, at a, a number of different colleges, you know, Division Three through Division One. What are some initiatives or some organizational leadership things that you have seen or maybe even that you do within your inward athlete? that you would consider best practices that you can share with our listeners? Sure. So I love the topic of leadership. I, it is something that I have specifically taught and I've taught a few coaching classes as well when I was at the University of North Alabama, the psychology of coaching and um, foundations of coaching at both University of North Alabama and my alma mater, VCU, when I was there as a grad student. The first thing I have learned that I think is one of the most important things, and I think our culture is starting to shift this way in terms of leadership, is authentic leadership, a leader who leads from a place of really deeply knowing themselves and being vulnerable enough to share that with others. I think this generation, I've learned this from my students and from just working with athletes. When I bring my whole self forward, I'm willing them to tell them my stories and how I'm a human as well. And I make mistakes and I don't know everything. I think that this generation really resonates with that. And they can pick up on if you're being inauthentic very quickly. Um, I do think that's why my students enjoy having me in classes, why my story resonates when I talk about Inward Athlete. And that's why authentic, um, authentic self is part of Inward Athlete's mission. So I can empower athletes in the next generation to live from that place of authenticity because they are our next leaders. Um, the second thing I would say is 
this idea about transformational leadership. Like, so there's a lot of different leadership theories out there, but I really like kind of this transformational leadership lens that we can look through in terms of, it's more than just like saying the X's and O's when you step into a room. It's really just really thinking about that student or that athlete first and how to bring forward like a self lens of self inquiry and curiosity to help them figure out the problems, take that athlete or that student through the transfer through a transformational experience by letting them figure out the problem, letting them, some of the best coaches I worked for really put athletes in those like high pressure situations. And we're like, what would you do here? What do we need to do here? Rather than telling so much, really letting that experience kind of let's figure it out um, together. And I'm going to stimulate you kind of your curiosity and how to problem solve that. Um, uh, and yeah, those are the top two that come to mind in terms of like leadership and managing is really leading from that place of authenticity and then like really pulling athletes through this transformational experience, which I really think is what inward athlete is all about as well. You come in as one person and you're going to leave and leave another. Uh, and then the, the third part, I guess I, I would add another part is really specifically for athletic directors is understanding the transferable skills, if nothing else. All those skills that athletes build during their athletic career. I wish someone taught me, oh, this this way to build team and culture um, and teamwork, that can be transferred into all areas of your life. Uh, and how do you utilize those skills? How do you utilize time management when you get up for a 6 a.m. workout, you're back again after school at 2 p.m.? Uh, how do you transfer that to be successful in college when you're taking classes? Uh, so I really think transferable skills as well as athletes is like probably that third thing that I would really um, encourage leaders to focus on as well, that things are transferable to all areas of our life, especially from athletics. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, you know, I- employers are, are looking for people that, you know, can work in a team that have demonstrated, you know, take it from the list, hard work, dedication, sacrifice, yeah. commitment, loyalty, all those things. Um, I told you I was putting you on the spot. I'm going to take it one step further. Uh, can you pull out and you don't necessarily have to name them, but can you pull out um, a, a leader, somebody you worked with or, or, or worked for that just really personified, um, you know, that rainbow of skills, uh, any mm. one or two people stick out for you? Yeah, um, the I guess the first one that comes to mind is one of my mentors at VCU. Her name is Dr. Carrie LaCrum. She is the executive director of the Center for Sport Leadership at VCU. And she is someone I deeply admire. She taught us the sport leadership class that really taught me a lot of these different ways to view leadership. Um, while, which I like a word that is called embodying her own type of leadership, like a leader who she really like understands her own values, her own strengths and what she's good at, and then embodies them, like carries them out and lives them day to day. Uh, and she's someone I just deeply admire from a, as a female perspective as well. Um, moving in a very male dominated world of athletics. Um, she is someone who really kind of you know, the see it to believe it really has 
uh, empowered me to kind of step into this new version of, of being a female leader myself. So I really uh, would love to thank her, especially I'll send her this so she can listen to it. <laughs> um, <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We can do that easily. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else? You know, um, the last per the, the next person that comes to mind is probably um, the I mentioned one of my mentors, Aaron Rose, who has walked me through this process of, I think someone can walk you through a process of being yourself connecting back to your truth and how to bring your vision to life when they again that word embodiment I really love are walking the walk and talking the talk. They're not telling you how to do it. They're helping you understand and be curious about your own process and then empowering you from that place. And he is someone who has like blown my mind about like you want to be like them because you're like, you resonate so much, but then they turn it on you and be like, no, no, no. Like you're a different person. You have a unique skill set. Like how are you going to do it? So he's someone who's really helped pull me through that process. Oh, yeah. very cool. Thanks so much for sharing. I know, I, like I said, I put you on the spot, but uh, you know, you did a great job. <laughs> For our listeners, uh, our guest today is Dr. Jen Gellick. Um, long to, a lot of experience in the world of athletics uh, at the college level. Um, currently assistant professor at the University of Tampa Sport Management Program. She's the founder of Inward Athlete. Uh, we'll give out that contact information um, after our next segment, but let's take another quick break. Uh, we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in forms and registration, but they are so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, uh, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with communication and attendance, and for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake and get started with Final Forms. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Jen, you and I were talking during the break and you mentioned, um, you know, a subject that's very important to you. Uh, can you share that with our listeners? Because I think it's it's something that they should hear as well. Yeah. So over the last few years, since I talked a little bit about my story about kind of having these panic attacks and uh, a very dysregulated nervous system, I've been very passionate about researching that in my own time and really understanding this mind-body connection that we all have. I think sometimes we cut off parts of ourselves, specifically as athletes, we're always talking about mindset, 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 um, and this positive and confidence belief. And I have found that without feeling safe in our bodies, in our nervous system, that that mind-body connection is really, really crucial. Uh, for example, um, I have been learning about these emotions that we're processing. Maybe there's fear coming up. Maybe there's some limiting beliefs coming up. That sends a message to our brain um, that kind of continues to loop in this pattern. So that's why our mind-body connection is so important. Uh, and at the end of the day, my nervous system was so dysregulated. I was having all these chronic stress emotions tied to it. 
because of this low self-worth that I had all of my 20s. And you would think as an athlete, I would be this confident, striving person, but I realized I was still playing from measuring myself against the scoreboard. How many A's could I get? How many publications could I get? Um, And at the end of the day, it was really having this emotional reaction in my body and no one ever taught me how to process my emotions. I grew up in a family that kind of was like, it's not okay to cry kind of family, which I know a lot of athletes can resonate with as well. Um, And I do think as you asked me another question, would you want to talk about what makes an athlete tough um, or what can athletic directors and coaches do to build toughness? This might sound counterintuitive, but I think it's really helping them process their emotions and building their self-esteem to then process their emotions, get it out of there. What are they fearful of? Are the what are their limiting beliefs? Um, let that be okay. Hold space for that, and then that sends positive thoughts to their brain that then they can move forward to the next level. And I have really found that to be true. That every time I process my emotion of fear or limiting belief. Um, I then can, I'm really interested in neural reprogramming of our belief systems as well, which we won't get too far into that, but it really then sends another different signal to our brain that we can then create a new neural pathway or belief and pattern to operate from. So I think it might be a missing link for a lot of coaches out there. Don't want to bypass the emotions and say, just tough it out. Toughing it out actually means maybe you need to cry about it or go over there and take some deep breaths and then come back and let's talk about it. Um, and I really found that uh, it could be a winning key piece to creating someone's toughness. Yeah, you're so right. And uh, again, the story that I typically share is, you know, when I was in high school, you know, our coaches would say, you know, you know, come on, you got to be tough or come on, you got to suck it up. And I, I think we kind of knew what they meant. Uh, but in the many years since I was a high school athlete, you know, we figured out much better ways to coach and communicate and and kind of mm-hmm. tap into that relational uh, aspect of coaching. Uh, I think our coaches cared for us, but it was just it wasn't something mm-hmm. that they did back then. So, uh, exactly. I, again, uh, the uh, the the other component and you you alluded to it is that, you know, kids today, you know, whether they're high school kids or college kids or you know, adult kids, uh it's such a different world than what I went through uh, as a high school athlete in the mid early seventies mm-hmm. and a college athlete in the late seventies. Um, and so we have no idea uh, compared to the current generation. Great, yep. great stuff. Boy, uh, this has been so cool spending some time with you, um, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox and uh, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics but we're going to take a quick break and hear from athletic surveys who sponsor our ad toolbox segment when we come back we're going to find out what dr jen gellick is going to put into her new athletic director toolbox so please stay with us this is the educational ad podcast we want to thank athletic surveys by lifetrack for sponsoring the ad toolbox segment Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors typically only hear from that 2% of um, student athletes or parents who 
you know, have a gripe. And those are important things to hear about because sometimes they can help you make important adjustments to your program. But athletic surveys allows you to hear from that 98% that really love your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool when you're talking to your boss or your school board or that squeaky wheel parent to demonstrate, you know, hey, 98% of our parents really love this coach, program, et cetera. Um, so again, we encourage you to go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to find out more. You've never used a survey to take the pulse of your student athletes or your parents. You're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We have been visiting with a really cool guest, Dr. Jen Gellick. Uh, she's at the University of Tampa Sports Management, been in a number of different colleges around the country. Uh, also the founder of Inward Athlete, uh, Athlete Transition Program. And she shared uh, a lot about that. But right now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job. But I'm only going to let her put three things in their toolbox. So Dr. Jen Gellick, what three items are going to go into your athletic director toolbox all right so all three of my things are going to be some intangible uh philosophical tools tools to carry with you the first one uh, i was just over here making sure i credited the right person i watched this um webinar one time on athletic director you which is one of kind of one of my favorite resources to kind of uh it kind of sounds like yours uh to find some college athletics news and what athletic directors are up to at the college level. And I watched a webinar with Jim Knowlton from Cal, uh, the AD there, talk about when he was hired there, he implemented 90 days of listening as a leader. He went to every department, every coach, sat down and had them present to them what basically what they were up to and what their needs were like hearing directly from his staff and his coaches and the athletes, I believe he sat down with as well as one of the constituent groups to figure out, let them tell you what, who they are. They've been there a lot longer. And then you get buy-in also from all of your staff that you're leading that you really care about them. And you should be doing it because you care about them as well. Um, and then you can make some implemented changes from, from that standpoint and having more information and you're building relationships as well with the people you're serving. The second thing I would really consider is not only like, do you want to live the mission, right, of your athletic department and make sure that's really strong in the values uh, when you're hired there, make sure there's values and a mission statement uh, that you're, that you're leading and to reevaluate and make sure they align with your own, go through your own process of identifying your own values and your own mission and how can you live in both of those areas because you want to make sure they're aligned so you can be happy and fulfilled in your job especially as a leader serving a lot of people that's really important and the last thing I would put in your toolbox is of course inward athlete uh, in terms of connecting with me and that's just connecting with me uh, via LinkedIn or you think we would be a good fit to maybe you know, I'm in Florida, but I am willing to travel if you want me to come speak to your athletes or your athletic department, what that might look like. 
and uh, hopefully get connected to find out more about how could a whole athletic department get on board with um, getting um, all of your athletes through that inward athlete roadmap that I'm, you know, I built inward athlete roadmap, this course, those six modules from place. What would I want every athlete to know and to go through if they were retiring? That's how I'm building inward athletes. Like, what do I need to build right now? Because it can be overwhelming to build a business. I have so many ideas, but this is the thing that if I wanted every athlete to know something or go through something, this is, this is the thing. So those are my three things uh, for new ADs. Wow. Uh, great stuff. Uh, and again, the, the alignment portion um, on a small level and on a macro level, just so critical. And I love the way you got uh, inward athlete in there. I, I think it's something that is needed and is probably going to become much more prevalent you know, in, in the coming years. Great stuff. Jen, one more time, if one of our listeners wants to reach out, find out more about you and your program uh, and listeners, I really think you should. What's the best way they can get a hold of you? Yeah, so the first way was go to visit my website at inwardathlete.com. Uh, and there's a contact uh, page on there for me, and you can learn a little bit more about me and some of the programs. Uh, and the second one is I have, we have an Instagram page, uh, Inward Athlete. That is a good way to get connected with an inward athlete. I am working with a team of my undergrads this semester to help really build more content to serve athletes specifically through that platform, provide them with some more information about moving through transition. So the end user there will be the athletes uh, through that Instagram page, but that's a good follow as well. And also to tell your athletes, it's a good resource to have um, as well. But yeah, those are the two ways Instagram right now and LinkedIn is a good way to connect with me as well. I'm also on Twitter, but yeah, any of the social media ways, I'll probably reach out to you. And then going through my website, Inward Athlete, and it's the, also, you can send me an email at inwardathlete at gmail.com. So it's all pretty consistent in terms of the handles and uh, how to, how to reach out. Well, uh, Dr. Jen Gellick, thanks so much for being on the Educational AD podcast and all the best moving forward uh, here in 2023 and beyond. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on and wishing all the best to all the spring sports about to get rolling here uh, <laughs> in 2023. It's that favorite time for athletic directors, that spring sports season. Exactly. Uh, for our listeners, um, we take every single interview that we do and we upload the video to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. One more time, we appreciate you listening today. Um, want to give a shout out to our partners, We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports and all of our sponsors. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Mm -hmm.